speaking, it was done. Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. According to St. Matthew, the seventh chapter. Jesus said, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and cast out demons in your name, and do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Listen up, you who sit in the pew this day. Give attention. Listen up. Take heed. Wake up. And open your eyes. Be on alert for false prophets. Yes, be on alert for false prophets. For this is what Jesus says to us in a reading from the Gospel of Matthew. Be alert. But do we really need to be that alert, right? After all, we are good and wise Christians after all. Do we really need to be that intense, that alert, that awake? After all, we are in one of the most conservative Lutheran Church denominations in America, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Do we really need to be on guard for false doctrine when we already have, when we already have very smart theologians in St. Louis to do that work for us? Do we really need to put in the effort and the time to be aware of false prophets and bad theology when we already have something called doctrinal review? You know, we have a process in our church denomination, the Lutheran Church Missouri Center, that it reviews all of our publications, all of our hymns, our liturgy and teaching. It goes through doctrinal review. Doctrinal review is to strain out the bad theology and give us only good theology. Again, do we really need to be that alert as Christians? Surely, as long as we have a very good synodical president, good district conventions, And well-trained pastors, we really don't. Well, we really don't need to be too intense. We shouldn't sweat the small stuff. After all, we are part of the Missouri Synod. All is well with us. Indeed, nothing bad will ever happen to us in the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. But even if the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, even if the LCMS were to fail, though, we still have the North Dakota District to keep watch, right? And if the North Dakota district fails, well, Pastor Richard and Pastor Roth are here to be alert. 
And so it appears that we really do not have to sweat the small stuff. We don't have to worry about all that doctrine and teaching and all that kind of stuff. Here in St. Paul's, within the North Dakota District, and within the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, no disaster will come upon us. All shall be well. All shall be well with us. No need to sound the alarm and get people too worked up into a frenzy and too intense. Hmm. Dear friends, we must understand now that this kind of mindset that we just talked about, that we just described, this kind of mindset is what leads to the destruction of the church. You see, a lazy, apathetic, and naive mindset, as we just described, is not only what has led to the destruction of many churches over the ages, but is the very ingredients needed to destroy the modern church. You see, Jesus does not say in our reading from the Gospel of Matthew, he doesn't say this, he doesn't say, all of you Christians, beware of false prophets, that is, oh, that is, unless you are part of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, if you're part of the LCMS, you get a hall pass. You don't have to take my words too seriously. You're okay. Friends, today's calling from Jesus to be aware of false teachers has no exception clause. It is a call for all Christians of all generations, of all various churches, to beware of false teachers. It is a call for every single person in this sanctuary, every single one of you. Every single one of you in this sanctuary, regardless of age, regardless of status, regardless of sex, to be alert, to be aware for false preachers peddling poisonous doctrine, poisonous theology. And the reason why we're to be alert, the reason why we're to be awake and on guard is this. These false teachers, they come uninvited. They just show up and they spare no one. That is how false doctrine works. It works like yeast. Just a little bit of yeast. A little small and tiny pinch of yeast. But through time, that small yeast, it leavens the whole lump. It spreads and takes over the church, often without being noticed until it's too late. At the risk of offending you, you need to hear this. False prophets, they don't care about doctrinal review, as good as it may or may not be. They don't care about the Lutheran Church Missouri Senate. They don't care about our doctrine, as solid as it may be. False teachers, they don't care about this conservative confession here at St. Paul's Lutheran Church, as steadfast as it may be. They simply don't care. False teachers don't care. In fact, false prophets, they can even come right out of the pews and out of the pulpits themselves of existing churches. That is right, a false prophet can come right out of the seminary, right out of the pulpit, and right out of the pew from within the walls of the church, often undetected. And so this, this is why Jesus tells you and me to beware of false prophets, to be alert. But again, truth be told, the words of Jesus that we heard here this morning, they just kind of, they kind of ruin things for you and me. Bluntly stated, we often want the church to be at ease. Let's just be honest, we do. We want the church to be at ease. In other words, there's a natural desire for you and for me to see the church as a friendly place of safety and security and ease. Now, safety and security 
and friendships are certainly not bad, and they do occur in the church. However, please hear this loud and clear. The church is not, hear this loud and clear, the church is not primarily a social club. The church itself is not a social group, a resort, a club. It is not the church at ease. Instead, the church always has been and always will be, get this, the church militant. The church is always at war. The church is always under the threat and always will be. And so, just as there is safety inside the walls, think of it this way, as there's safety inside the walls of a castle with the king, there's safety and security within the, the church itself. Yes, within the church itself, because the church is the bride of King Jesus. But again, because there's safety and security within the church, this does not mean that we are the church at ease. We must always hold this in front of us to realize that the devil himself has one mission, to kill and steal and destroy your faith. Furthermore, the ideologies of the world are always opposed to the church, always considering the church to be full of fools. And to boot, as we are hearing today, False prophets, they come without invitation. They just show up. They come deliberately and cleverly to twist the truth of God's word. You see, wretched doctrine, yes, wretched doctrine always seeps into the church to replace the word of God. And so this is why Jesus again tells you in the pew and me in this pulpit to be alert, to be attentive, to be mindful of false prophets. Let's make this really real right now. St. Paul's, mark my word. Mark my word this day. Churches at ease will not exist 50 years from now. Hear that loud and clear. Churches at ease will not exist 50 years from now. They won't make it. They absolutely won't make it. A church at ease is like a house itself built upon sand, unaware of the shifting sand underneath. Typically, a church at ease, a church at ease is more consumed with perhaps the petty squabbling and gossip and complaints within the church or community. That's what ruffles their feathers. They're more worried about that than keeping their eyes open for false teaching. And so, like a house built on sand, a church at ease will not stand, but it will fall. It will fall to a thousand pieces when the waves and the winds of false doctrine slam against it. It will not last. There will be a lot of churches in Minot 50 years from now who, that will not be here. That will not be here because they're churches of ease. But to you, St. Paul's Lutheran Church, you are not to be a church at ease, for Christ has not called you to apathy. He hasn't. He hasn't called you to apathy. He has not called you to laziness or foolishness, but instead you are his militant church. He has called you to be aware of the false prophets, to be alert to false teaching, wretched theology that may invade this church and lead you away from the simple message of Christ crucified. You see, we have to always keep in mind that the problem, the problem is not that we need to go out and somehow obtain a treasure of the gospel. We're not some Christians on a spiritual journey a pursuit of a spiritual prize at the end of an expedition. We're 
not gathering around and moving to a certain direction, trying to jump the hurdles of false prophets or go around these false prophets and these obstacles to somehow obtain a spiritual prize at the end. You are not on that journey. The reason being, you are baptized. You are baptized into Christ. And because you are baptized into Christ, you have been given the prize of the gospel already. You've been given the treasure of forgiveness already. It is yours. You've been given God's holy word. You have been given the holy supper. You've been given the historical liturgy, liturgy that has been passed down from our Lutheran fathers. You've been given thousands of years of rich hymnody to sing the faith with boldness in the face of all adversity. Baptized saints, you've been given everything. As the Apostle Paul said to the church in Ephesus, he says this, you have been given every spiritual blessing, every spiritual blessing in Christ. And so, baptized saints, you lack nothing. You lack nothing because you have Christ. And with Christ, you have full forgiveness of your sins. Not a partial or half-baked forgiveness, but full, complete forgiveness of sins. We could say it this way. You already have one foot in the resurrection because of Jesus. And so, because you have the prize of the gospel, because you have everything that you need in Christ, beware of false prophets that will attempt to take that gift that you've been given, take it away from you, take that which you've already received. And so, baptized saints, wake up, stand firm, remain steadfast. For there are indeed monsters in the shadows. There are indeed monsters in the shadows, false prophets and wretched theology that wait in the shadows to pounce on this church and twist the wonderful gifts that we've already been given. And so we wake up, we stand firm, we remain steadfast, for you are not a church at ease, but Christ's militant church. But perhaps a good question this morning is this. What should we be on alert for? What should we look for? What does this bad fruit that Jesus speaks of. What does this bad fruit look like? Well, it's quite simple. Even though false prophets and wretched theology are often dripping with sincerity and often come with easygoing formulas intended to make your life successful, well, they consistently leave something out. One key feature they leave out. Christ. And so, Ask yourselves these three simple questions when you encounter any teaching. Test for bad fruit. Number one, when you hear teaching, whether it's in this church, whether it's on the radio, whether it's on the internet, whether it's in the public sphere, whenever you hear teaching, test for bad fruit with these three questions. Number one, is Christ even mentioned? Is he mentioned? Number two, if he is indeed mentioned, indeed, if Christ is indeed mentioned, Is Christ alive and active, taking the main role? You could say it this way. Is he in the driver's seat, or is he perhaps in the back seat or the trunk? Is he on the sidelines, or is he an afterthought, a footnote? Number three, what is Christ doing? Is Christ cheering and helping and sympathizing and having a bunch of gushy emotions for you? Or is he bleeding, or is he dying, is he rising for you? Baptized saints, mark this. If there's no Christ in the message that you hear, then beware. 
It is not a Christian sermon. It is bad fruit. If Christ, number two, if Christ is not the main focus, if he's in the back seat or the trunk, then beware. It is not a Christian message. It is bad fruit. Number three, if Christ is not bleeding, if he's not dying and rising for you, then beware. You are encountering a false Christ and not the real Jesus. It is bad fruit. Baptized saints, may God protect you. May God, yes, may God indeed protect you and me from falsehood and false prophets this day. May he continually defend us from all who would pervert the truth. May he keep you and me alert and aware of those who would ensnare us while preserving us through the blessed gospel and his sacraments. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, we pray. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you. I